everyone has an idea of who Jesus is, but we want to help you know what the collection of scripture reveals about him. Right now, we are going through the Gospel of John and taking a look at what we can learn together. Join us at the metaphorical table as we get to know Jesus through the Bible. Thank you for joining us, everybody, here at the Jesus Table Podcast. My name is Elliot Reyna. I'm here with Dr. Nick Venditti, going through John together, trying to learn more about who Jesus is through his word. And we've seen how John is divided into different sevens. And in this little series, we've gone through seven discourses or seven teachings that Jesus gives in the Gospel of John. And today is the last one. So we're going to be closing out this series. Um, Just a reminder of what we've seen so far. The first discourse we saw was the new birth in John 3, then the water of life in John 4, then the divine son in John 5, then the bread of life in John 6, the spirit who gives life in John 7, the light of the world in John 8, and today we're going to look at the last discourse that's given by Jesus in the Gospel of John, in John chapter 10, the good shepherd. So, This comes right at the heels of the miracle with the blind man that we've talked about thoroughly and how at the end he's talking with the Pharisees and he calls them blind and he says, you think you see, but you are blind. And right after that, he goes into this. So, Doc, why don't you uh, take it from there? Um, What's what's the big picture of this uh, discourse uh, that he's he's sharing with Pharisees. Well, uh, when he says, I am, there are two things he says that he is, right? He says, I am the door, and in this chapter, I'm saying, uh, I am the door and I am the good shepherd. You know, and of course, each each metaphor um, has a word picture, really has its own meaning, you know, so he's trying to uh, inculcate or let them know exactly what his role is. So I think it's it's very curious, like you mentioned, after chapter 9, uh, you have chapter 10, of course, and chapter 9, the blind, you know, are really not the blind man that was healed, but the religious leaders. So here we see, you know, how, uh, you know, not only would the leaders know, but the Jews would know, you know, you talk about the good shepherd, or you talk about shepherd immediately, there are very important, significant passages in the Old Testament. And the first one that probably comes to mind is uh, Psalm 23. And of course, back then it didn't, it wasn't Psalm 23. It didn't have numbers and verses, but uh, people would automatically be, be thinking of that. You know, they would be thinking, mm-hmm. holy, wait, wait, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, etc., etc. But there are other passages also. And I think it's important that we realize and understand what all of this is. Uh, in light of, as we've said so many times, and I know some people are probably saying, oh, here they go again. You have to know the Old Testament. Well, yes, you do, because it helps. <laughs> it helps to understand the setting of all of this. Why would Jesus out of nowhere talk about a thief and, uh, you know, would steal the sheep, etc.? Uh, you know, it, it really doesn't make sense. At least for me, it doesn't make sense if we don't see the backdrop uh, in the Old Testament. And also, you know, what you mentioned about chapter nine, you know, uh, regarding the religious leaders of the day. So 
uh, probably I'd, I'd start off. I mean, this is again a very rich chapter, but probably verse seven, maybe to about verse ten or eleven. Uh, we'll take it from verse 7. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. And when Jesus says truly, truly, it's a double emphasis. It's like, hey, guys, open up your eyes. Look, what I'm saying is really, really important. Mm. Like, yes, yes, it is important. You know, sometimes when you're you're in class and a prof will say something, well, this is really not that significant, that important. And other times, hey, listen to me. This is very important because it may be on your final exam, etc. So let's think right. of that. You know, Jesus is sort of emphasizing here. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. Again, verse 9. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So I find verse 9 very, very important. Not only it's using the illustration of being a door, but if anyone enters by me. In other words, he again is referring to himself. He will be saved and will go in and out mm. and find pasture. So again, he's referring to his person uh, the importance of his person. It's not just, hey, if you guys follow my teachings or if you guys uh, think you do well by doing this, he's saying, I, I hear, and not only the door, but salvation comes through Jesus. And we know, for example, in chapter 14, I think verse 6, uh, John writes that uh, no one comes to the Father unless it by him. So again, you know, John is setting up the whole argument as we see from the very onset in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God of the importance of the person and work of Jesus Christ. And then verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it in abundantly. Again, we see verse 9, it, it talks about the emphasis of Jesus, those that follow him or come to him will be saved. But here, verse 10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So then verse 11, and uh, this is what basically the chapter is about. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So I would imagine, let's, let's take a little trip back to first century Palestine. And Jesus is delivering this. And he's talking about not only him being the door, but also the good shepherd. And I would imagine all sorts of questions uh, arise, not only for the people that were there who were leaders, but also the normal, everyday believing Jew, or and even possibly the non-Jew, you know, who were listening to this. And I think, um, as, as we mentioned before, you know, Psalm 23 comes to mind. You know, I am the good, uh, I mean, the Lord is my shepherd. And thinking of David, you know, the Lord of the whole illustration about how God provides everything that he provides. Uh, he provides in abundance, which I think uh, is parallel to this. You know, he provides food. He provides uh, companionship. He provides protection in Psalm 23. But I think it's also very, very significant to understand uh, how Jesus uh, here not only is, is, is I would say, uh, speaking about Psalm 23 or possibilities of a link with Psalm 23, but also 
Uh, there are a couple of other scriptures, but I'd like for us to focus more on Ezekiel uh, chapter 34, because chapter 34, there you see how Yahweh or God uh, rebukes the leadership, you know, uh, of, of Israel. And of course, Ezekiel was written approximately six centuries before before the birth of Jesus. But uh, in that context, we see how uh, Israel is chided, especially the leadership. They're chided uh, because, you know, the leadership have failed. You know, they've stolen, you know, they've stolen. So I think there's a lot of parallels here without going into very, you know, a lot, a lot of details. But there are parallels here that Jesus is drawing. And I would dare say that people of that day are saying, uh-oh, is Jesus getting into hot water again? Or some of the ones that believe and say, yeah, Jesus, give it to him, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I would say there there was probably a mixed bag of all of that, but uh, if we can go to uh, Ezekiel thirty four, I think it'll help us understand the verses. Uh, what I really want to look at is verse twenty three and verse twenty four. But we could go a a little before, and we could see some of the parallels. Let's say verse twenty. Um, Ezekiel thirty four, verse twenty. From there to to about 24. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Now, let's remember, okay, uh, going to the New Testament where Jesus says that he will be the judge and also that God will judge. And who will he separate? The sheep and the he goats, will separate right? the sheep from the goats, right? Yeah. So there are parallels right there. And verse yeah. 21, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. In other words, the leaders were uh, being, being cruel to the sheep. Let's put it like mm -hmm. that. And then verse 22, I will rescue my flock. This is the Lord speaking, right? Yahweh speaking. They shall no longer be a prey. So, I mean, just the accusations of this char uh, chapter on the religious leaders of that day and the political leaders, I mean, it's, it's, it's an indictment. It's an indictment. But uh, as we continue on, verse 23, and I will set up over them one shepherd. Okay, what's Ezekiel saying six centuries before? Okay, mm -hmm. and I will set up uh, over them one shepherd. My servant David. Okay, now what what does all of this mean? If we're talking about approximately the sixth century uh, before Jesus's birth, but yet David died approximately three four centuries before that. So is he really while. talking? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know. So is he talking about David? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I, and I don't think the text allows us to think that. But he is talking about the promise of uh, the Messiah through David's mm -hmm. lineage, if we remember. That right. God promised to David that through his loins, through his lineage, uh, the Messiah, one whose kingdom would not end. So I think that's very important to the argument here in uh, John chapter 11. And I will set up over them one shepherd, Okay. My servant David. Again, that I think that's a reference to Second Samuel five two and Psalm seventy eight and just other scriptures. 
So mm-hmm. my servant David, and he shall feed them, and he shall feed them and be their shepherd. So he's talking about one shepherd that will come in the future and will feed them. And verse 24, which to me is what's really key. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. And I am the Lord I have spoken. So let's try to unravel this as best as we can. Here we have a passage written approximately six centuries before uh, that God speaks to the prophet Ezekiel. Let's not forget that Ezekiel was uh, in Babylon, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was far away from in exile, exactly. Uh, he was in exile. And he's he's trying to explain why they're in the situation that they are. You know, they're also in exile, but also part of that. And I think this is very key to understand is due to their behavior and disobedience to God. They were in exile. And I think Mm -hmm. the book of Daniel makes that very clear, extremely clear. And also here in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, Mm -hmm. those three uh, books make that very clear. But at the same time, it, it provides a lot of hope. It, how does it do that? Well, it does it through, first of all, mentioning the Messiah. And somebody may say who was in Babylon at that time, oh, what kind of hope is that? I'm, I'm here a slave, you know, to uh, the Babylonians. I'm in captivity. I'm not in my homeland, et cetera, et cetera. But it does provide hope for believers. It does provide hope. Uh, for those that believe that in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this, that God is still working and has plans. And then my servant David shall be prince among them. Let's not forget that one of the roles of uh, David was that he was king. But also we know that uh, Jesus Christ also is king in the New Testament and many scriptures, uh, fulfillment of Old Testament. You know, he is king of king and Lord of lords. So it's a reference to me, it's a clear reference here to Jesus coming, and I am the Lord, I have spoken. In other words, the finality of what God has has uh, said, has said through Ezekiel. But we see how yeah. Jesus in this parallel passage in uh, in John chapter 11, how it's almost, it's, of course, it's not word for word, but the thoughts and the implications of Ezekiel, uh, Jesus is attributing to himself. So I, I think that's yeah. that's a lot to chew on. <laughs> yeah, in John chapter ten. Yeah, the so you're saying that these um, in Ezekiel thirty four, this passage is calling out um, an indictment. You you use the word to the yeah. religious leaders of that time. So these right. are the thieves you would say that Jesus is referring to in John chapter ten when he says, "I would say um, so." I would say, yeah. I would say, you know, I mean, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, we can. I wasn't thinking of this, but let's let's uh, let let's read a little of the chapter so this way our our listeners can understand verse eleven. For thus says the Lord God: Behold, I I myself will search for my sheep, uh, and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock, verse 12, when he is among his sheep that they have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples. Of course, this is talking about 
uh, the scattered, the scattered people of God being in exile and gather them from the countries, right? From wherever they've been scattered and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. Verse 14, I will feed them. Do you see how Jesus says yeah. his sheep know his voice and also the good shepherd feeds? Yeah. I will feed them with good pasture yeah. and on the mountains, heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land. Does that sound familiar? And mm -hmm. on rich pasture, yeah, okay. they shall <laughs> feed on the mount Exactly. Mountains yeah. of Israel. Yeah. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. And again, this is what, what is so amazing to me about this passage and, jo and, and John, uh, how Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Here we see, yeah. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God himself. So that whole yeah. role uh, of of not only being shepherd, but I am the door and the whole role of the thief uh, runs to me very parallel and very close to what yeah. uh, Ezekiel is saying here. And yeah, I will and Ezekiel, seek the lost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Verse I 16, on, I will seek the lost. Yeah, go for it. And I will bring back the straight and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God again, behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Yes. I mean, when you look at these, you look at this passage and you look through other scriptures, I mean, it's just amazing the accuracy, the fulfillment of all of this. Uh, you know, that Jesus wasn't just saying, hey, I'm the man. You know, I'm the guy. Uh, he's saying much more than that. And warning, uh, warning Israel and also the leadership. Uh, and I'm sure that many of them were very, very angry. We see that in John chapter 9. But uh, this is like almost the nail on the coffin that Jesus is saying, yeah. hey, you guys are the thieves, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And in Ezekiel 34 and verse 10, it says, the shepherds will not feed themselves anymore but I will deliver my flock from right. their mouth. So there's this essence in which the shepherds were not feeding the sheep. They were feeding themselves. And so here comes the yep. good shepherd to actually feed the sheep, which are starving essentially. Right. So that's, yep. that's so good and very helpful. And like you said, this is why it's important to know the, the old Testament, because I would have read this and I probably did read this growing up as just an analogy that Jesus chooses to use because they were familiar with shepherds and sheep. So he's trying to be relatable and he's just trying to help them understand. And I'm sure that's part of it, but there is so much deeper implications here from yeah. the prophecy and the, the prophet Ezekiel. And, and I don't think Jesus is trying to, humiliate the pharisees he's taking the time to mm. teach them you know he could easily be like oh you're stubborn forget you and he just moves on mm. he takes a full chapter you know <laughs> here yeah. and like how yeah, yeah, who yeah. knows how long it took him to walk them through this to try to open their eyes to what's going on to the hardness of their heart to say you know um the thieves have come just to take for themselves but i'm here to give and i just feed but i'm here to give my life for the sheep I'm here, you know, uh, 
as part of the gospel, just to to give his life for the sins of many to rescue us and on the cross, like we know he ultimately does. And he says it so clearly here. And the correlation between, like you said, Psalm 23, that God is the good shepherd and he's saying, I am the good shepherd. That's uh, that's its own thing. So this is, you know, as, we, as a, you're amazing. speaking, as you're speaking, Elliot, I'm also reminded of another passage about sheep and it's in the New Testament. It's a Matthew. Let me look it up. Matthew, the end of chapter nine, if I remember. Uh, yeah, verse 35 on, you know, and I think this is an, another scripture that can be very insightful and help us. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Verse 35. Now, verse 36 when the when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You know, again, this wow. passage just, just came to me now, you know, but it's that whole picture, you know, that he mm -hmm. is the one uh, that's compassionate, he's loving. Uh, you know, and then, of course, the famous passage in verse 37 there in Matthew chapter 9, then he said to his disciple, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. But the whole picture, again, of being shepherd, of loving, of being kind, of protecting, uh, I, I think it's very important. And as you mentioned before, you know, uh, in the passage, there's also the passage of what a wolf does, you know, and the whole abuse of abusing uh, the sheep. And uh, I think it's very important that we mm -hmm. analyze uh, and look at this passage in, in John in light of those other major passages. And I mean, we could spend a lot of time looking at, at other parts. Uh, I think Isaiah too also has a good passage regarding the sheep. So it's, it's, it's important that we, we balance scripture out and let scripture define scripture for itself. So it was a declaration. Mm -hmm. Jesus was making a very profound declaration here in the Gospel of John, you know, according to what John writes. Yeah. He's letting them know, I, I, I. And we're going to be doing a series on the I am's in the future. As a matter of fact, it's a series after this series that we finish the seven discourses, yeah. the seven I am's in the New Testament. And one of the I am's is I am the good shepherd. But we don't want to get into that too much. It's just a little tease uh, for yeah, those that are uh, continually that listen that. to us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what exactly. else and you want right to look at. It. To um, finish mm -hmm. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we could, um, unless there's something else you wanted to go into, just the the we're not here trying to grasp at you know oh let's see where else in this book yeah. does it mention it just because yeah. it's interesting they would have had these passages in the back of their mind when they yeah when they hear jesus say these words and that verse 23 from ezekiel 34 that you read that um yeah that david would come and be that obviously david right. had been dead for so long this is someone <laughs> who was going to be the son of david which is one of the right. titles of jesus this titles. is someone they call exactly. him son of david um you know mm -hmm. come heal me son of david because he was yep. 
the the heir. He was the the promised yeah. king that whose kingdom would never end. So there's a lot of themes that go on through biblically, and the more that we read the Bible, the more that just absolutely amazes me. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to this passage, like you said, in the future with the Seven I Am uh, series that we're going into next, um, and just so we can see how it all connects. There's so much depth and layers to John and to all of scripture. So I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add, Doc, before we wrap up today. Well, probably just, you know, going back to the Ezekiel passage, uh, who it's directed to, you know, and it, in 34, 7, it says, therefore, you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. It's it's God speaking through Ezekiel to the leadership of his day. And here we also see in, in John uh, and, you know, the whole thing of being a leader to be a pastor or just, you know, a Sunday school teacher, it's, it's a great responsibility. It really is. We are to feed the people, you know. We are to give sound judgment. We are to be knowers of the word and interpreters of the word. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's not just a pastor on Sunday uh, that, that has all the responsibility we all do. We have a responsibility to know the Good Shepherd uh, to know that he's the door, as he it says here in John, but also to know and be sure of the importance of uh, each one of us has a responsibility. And to uh, that's what we want to encourage with these podcasts. And I just keep on reminding people, uh, and I know you do it also, and this is, I guess, our tagline to end. But, you know, if you have questions, study the scripture. We invite you to study the scriptures. Write to us. Let us know. If uh, you have other further questions, because uh, I think this is really what God invites us to do, to get to know him. And how can we know him through the study of his word? So I think that's it pretty yeah. much. That's great. Uh, that's good. I hadn't made that correlation, but it's true. When we we want to follow Jesus and be Christ-like, and so even us, how we shepherd each other and take care of each other, should uh, we should right. learn from him, who is the good shepherd. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Doc, as always. And thank you all okay, for joining LA. us. Thank we you. Wrap up this series. Yeah. We'll see you all in our next episode as we start the next one. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Table podcast. We pray that these conversations are a blessing for anyone seeking to know who Jesus is and for those seeking to know him even more.